the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. Baby, you a song, you make me want to roll my windows down and cruise. Hey, baby. <laughs> yeah, when I first saw that bikini top on What's up, top Southeast Louisiana? It is Play by Play coming to you live on this Wednesday. It is hump day and we hope everybody's enjoying their middle of the week we're gonna get over this hump today we're gonna have a great wonderful rest of the week and uh we're gonna get to that football weekend here in no time let's thank all of our sponsors for allowing us to be here today we've got a fun show planned we'll be here until one o'clock as always the blue boot foundation bents rv uh, located on highway 90 and boutique southland dodge and homa Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. <clears throat> Buzz off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. A reminder, join us every Saturday, 10 o'clock, for the Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravaugh and myself for the latest in local high school college, and professional sports from your local sports expert, sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. Also a reminder, join us Friday, South Lafouche High School varsity football coverage, pregame 6.30, kickoff 7 o'clock, South Lafouche taking on South Terrebonne out in Berg. Our broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Form Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Steptic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and last but not least, Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. We've got our usual Wednesday show today. We've got our mailbag, which will be coming in the back end of the show. We've got B.J. Young at noon, as we always do. B.J. joins us every Wednesday at noon. We've got Taylor Griffin at 12.15. Taylor joins us every Wednesday at 12.15. Mailbag after Turtle. In the next segment of the show, we'll talk about some high school football, maybe a little college and pro sprinkled in here and there. We'll see where this segment goes. But we want to lead off today. We promised you some middle school talk because yesterday there was the big showdown matchup of, oh, man, you got undefeated versus undefeated. You got LCO and you got E.D. White. Um... I was I was very surprised by the end result last night. E.D. White gets a 7-6 to six victory over LCO, and they're the ones who remain undefeated. They're the ones who are now in control of the local Lafouche Parish middle school football chase, and they're the ones who walk away um, with the win. I got to tell you, um, no disrespect to E.D. White, nor their kids, nor their program, nor you know their coaching staff, nor anyone involved, but I think that was a little bit of an upset last night. LCO was the bigger team. LCO possessed the ball just about the entire game, but at the end of the day, E.D. White was bending, but never breaking. They gave up a touchdown, got one of their own. They made an extra point. They got it done, and what was interesting to me and my takeaway from the game was this. <clears throat> E.D. White right now, and this is this transcends middle school ball. This goes up towards the JV varsity levels, all levels. They've got an identity right now. 
when they take the football field, they're expecting to win, no matter who they play. The opponent got more athletes or more size or whatever. It don't matter. You do what's expected to win. And I was watching last night, and LCO had a lot of plays that were blocked very well, and they were getting out onto the edges, and they were turning the corner, and they were getting a lot of big gains. And what was the difference last night between some of the other games is that where after doing that for five, six, seven plays in a row, other teams were kind of getting frustrated, then you would miss a tackle, and then boom, they pop a 30, 40-yard run. No, E.D. White just kept working, and they kept gang tackling. Gang tackling was a key, and it was something that I mentioned yesterday. I was one of the biggest points that I mentioned yesterday when I was previewing this matchup. I said, hey, bro, they've got to tackle. That's going to be one of the biggest points of emphasis in the game is can E.D. White tackle throughout the course of the game? Did they ever? Four guys to the ball, five guys to the ball, six guys to the ball. Those guys tackled more aggressively than I have ever seen a team tackle at the middle school level. As I'm going through my pictures last night, because I'm there, right? I'm shooting pictures for the newspaper. I'm, you know, jotting down notes and getting video for Bayou Sports. I am watching and I'm going through my pictures after the game and I'm seeing just about every picture is an LCO ball carrier running the football and he's being tackled by about five or six E.D. White guys. Everyone, the cover image, you go to LaFouche Gazette right now, you see the cover image. It's a picture of Contrell Shepard running the ball. There are one, two, three, four, five E.D. White guys like grabbing at him and pulling him down. There are other pictures of, you know, Jean-Eric Vigier running the ball. One, two, three, four, five, six guys bringing him down. You know, Carter Cantrell, same thing. They, wherever the ball was, all of the red jerseys were. And through that team effort and that, hey, we're going to just not give up. We're going to keep battling. We're going to keep fighting effort. They overcome and found a way to win a game where, frankly, they got outgained probably by two or three times what LCO gained. E.D. White had one drive offensively where they moved the ball at all. The other drives, they were punting, and it was fourth and, like, you know, 20. <laughs> but when you bend and you don't break and you don't ever give up and you don't surrender anything, you find ways to get it done. So kudos to E.D. White, kudos to Coach Keefe, Coach Lasang. Uh, that That's a wonderful program out there, man. They've got some things going for them. And we're certainly happy to you know see that they're even even at the younger levels got things ro- ro- roaring in the right direction. Now, Golden Meadow also gets a win yesterday. They won three in a row, fourteen to eight over Lockport. Um, Golden Meadow is a sleeper. They're a sleeper. They've now won three in a row. They have evolved as the years gone on. They were just strictly power running, run the ball up the middle, and now they're running spread. They're throwing it a little bit. They're shotgun, wildcat. Their team, no one is going to want to face the rest of the season. They've still got to uh, face West Thibodeau. They've still got to face LCO. They'll be underdogs in both of those games, right? But I'm telling you now, if they could control the clock, punch one in early, they're not out of either one of those games. They're a team that is sneaky good playing some sneaky good ball. Now, let's look ahead to week four in Louisiana and Lafouche Parish. And Bayou Region High School Football. Central Lafouche hosting Franklin, an opportunity for the Trojans to get their second victory of the season. Um, we kind of broke down these matchups yesterday, so you know what? I'm not going to bore you with doing that again. Let's go ahead and pull up the power rating numbers, and I'm going to tell you where some of the local teams stand. Because, man, look, we're getting to that point. You're in, you're approaching the middle of the season. You have to start paying attention to where you sit. Division One non-select, it's a ghost town. Outside of the river teams, or you got Hanville and East St. John and Destrehan all there. It's a ghost town. 
Um, towards the bottom, you got HL Bourgeois 27. If the playoffs started today, they would get in. You got Terrebonne at 32, Thibodeau at 33, South Lafouche at 36, South Terrebonne at 37, Central Lafouche at 39. You got a lot of local teams that are going to either miss or be near the bottom and will be having to face the behemoths in the opening round of the playoffs. Our Division One local playoff chase is bleak. It just is. And with these 5A schools, the Terrebonnes and the Thibodeaux and the HL Bourgeois and Central Lafouches, they haven't even started playing the, the meat of their schedules yet, which is the river schools, you know, in district play. So, um, while, yeah, you could catapult a lot if you win a few of those games, you're not likely to just based on some of the results around the state. Um, I don't know that we're going to get any Bayou Region teams in the playoffs in Division One. I. I just don't. Maybe one. Maybe maybe Thibodeau could get hot and could sneak in. I, I just don't see it for anyone else. Um, you scroll down and you go to the private school side of things and you see that in Division Two, we've got some contenders, right? We know that. E.D. White is number six in Division Two right now. They're 3-0. I could tell you right now, E.D. White's better than number six in that classification. <clears throat> there are some big dogs in that bracket. You know, you're dealing with the Lafayette Christians and John F. Kennedy and Turling's Catholic, De La Salle. Uh, so E.D. White does have some strong competition to mess with, but they're playing such, at such a high level right now. They've got an interesting matchup this week, right? You know, great prolific explosive defense and all that now they're scoring and you know we've told that story now you're taking on Woodlawn of Baton Rouge which is a 5A school um which is you know a, a program quite frankly that has athletes galore right you know they, they've got an LSU quarterback they've got wide receivers and linebackers and linemen like they've got guys all over the field that'll be a big test for E.D. White on Friday if E.D. White just shows up and beats those guys 31-3 to or something like that, like, goodness. Like, if you're locking down the LSU quarterback, um, that's when, you know, my goodness. Like, not, everybody here knows they're for real. But, like, if they lock up Woodlawn and completely dominate that game, I think a lot of folks are going to have to change their tone and maybe say, like, hey, my, they might be the favorites now, right? A lot of t people are still saying, you know, maybe De La Salle, maybe Lafayette Christian. E.D. White beats the tar out of Woodlawn this weekend. They, they might be the favorites in Division II. Vanderbilt in Division II is also up there. They're ranked number 11 currently. We go to Division Three. We see Homa Christian. Where is Homa Christian sit? scrolling through the list? Homa Christian is currently 34th, uh, so they've got some work to do. Division Four, Covenant Christian currently sits at... Uh, scrolling through, Covenant Christian is... Not listed that I see. Oh, here we go. 18, my bad. So Covenant Christian is actually in pretty good position. They're going to have to work to hold that position, but so far, so good for them. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk a little bit about, ah, let's jump to LSU and the Saints in the next segment of the show, and then we will get to B.J. Young at noon, then we'll get to Taylor Griffin at 12.15, then we'll get to our mailbag questions. You guys sent a bunch of them and can't wait to get them answered. It's play-by-play -play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this, talking some purple and gold and some black and gold. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hello, friends. 
friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dofriend building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dofriend Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit TG Health System. Couple breaking news headlines that have just broken in the world of sports. Robert Sarver, the racist owner of the Phoenix Suns and uh, Phoenix Mercury of the WNBA has just announced his plans to sell both franchises. Um, good on Sarver, man. Look, he did some terrible things, said some terrible things, used the N-word multiple times, got caught, and it was an outlash and you know outcry, and people were very disappointed, and there were a lot of folks calling on him to sell those teams. Don't put those players in a bad position. Those players didn't do anything wrong. You're a billionaire. You're going to get billions of dollars selling the teams. Just go quietly in the night with your treasure chest full of money good good on him selling the team and uh good on him for everybody who pressured him to put him in position to sell those teams so i know that'll give at least a little bit of comfort to fans of the suns and of the mercury that you know the wicked witch is no longer going to be in place as they're going to be getting a sale here at least in the near future <clears throat> also breaking news you got mike evans of the tampa bay buccaneers his one game suspension has been upheld so he is going to miss Sunday's matchup with the Green Bay Packers, but <laughs> a little bit of an interesting note here. Um, Mike Evans did some creative things to his contract in the offseason, right? He changed all of his um, base salary to a signing bonus to help the team with their salary cap situation. So instead of being fined $730,000, which would have been one game check under his old contract, he's now being fined just $62,000. So a little bit of creative math there by Mike Evans allowing him to skirt the NFL's wrath of justice. $62,000 is still a ton of money, 
But when you are, you know, a gazillionaire, it's not nearly as big of a hit as $700,000 would have been. So Mike Evans skirts the uh, big teeth of the NFL judicial system, but uh, he does not skirt the teeth of the judicial system. And in terms of winning his appeal, he is going to miss uh, Sunday's game with Green Bay, which actually is going to be a good ball game, Tampa Bay and Green Bay. That'll be a fun one. Now, also one more interesting decision, maybe a stupid decision, but an interesting decision. The fan who caught Aaron Judge's 60th home run ball yesterday gave the ball back and didn't ask for anything. So let me ask you this, right? I'm a sports fan. I'm also a businessman. I'm going to ponder this with my radio listeners here. If you caught a monumental home run or, you know, let's say you're at the Super Bowl and, you know, like there's no net or something. And what I'm telling you is unrealistic, but it's hypothetical. Let's say there's a Super Bowl and there's not a net up and the game-winning field goal ball comes into your lap. What's the price to get you to give it back? What's the price? What? How much is it going to take for you to get that ball back to either the person who hit the home run or kicked the ball or to the Hall of Fame of the sport, whatever it may be? The guy who caught Judge's 60th home run ball yesterday gave it back to him for free. He got like a signed baseball bat. I think that's ridiculous. I think that's ridiculous. Now, everybody's situations are different. You know, it was a young man. He was in his early 20s who caught the ball. Maybe he's comes from wealthy parents and doesn't need it and, you know, just love for the Yankees. Maybe he's just a good dude and doesn't think that you should cash in on, you know, catching a ball, whatever it may be. It would take a lot for me because guess what? This offseason, Aaron Judge is going to sign a $300 or $400 million contract. He could afford to give you, uh, you know, 100 grand or 50 grand to get that ball back. He's going to sign a $300 million contract this offseason. And you just gave him back a ball that is worth probably a hundred grand for nothing. So what's that price for you, man? Because look, the, the guy who caught it could have held on to it. He could have auctioned it. They had so many avenues where he could cash in on this, and he opted not to do so. Now maybe karma and you know goodwill and good vibes. Maybe ethically, that's the right thing to do. But sometimes, man, you got to bend those ethics a little bit whenever you're holding on to something that valuable. So it's just an interesting decision and an interesting headline. And it makes me ponder and makes me wonder if I were in those shoes, what that number would be. Where would I have to, or what would I have to see? It's like you're holding a gold brick, dude. Once that ball becomes a, you know, the 60th home run ball of Aaron Judge, it's not just a baseball anymore. It is a brick of gold. The same with Albert Pujols, right? If Albert Pujols hits his 700th home run, that baseball is going to be worth 250 grand. You're holding a, a, a literal treasure chest of gold to just give it back and not expect anything but a signed baseball bat. Well, I don't know. I don't know that I would be. I mean, look, I'm a nice guy, right? I'm a generous guy. I, 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 I try to be accommodating and I try to give my time to everybody who needs it, but whew. That's asking a lot, bro. That's asking a lot. So just some interesting news out there out in New York. Now let's talk about the New Orleans Saints here. We promised you some black and gold in LSU talk. I don't want to get too far out into the weeds. The Saints are playing Carolina at noon on Sunday, a Carolina team that's 0-2. They've got Baker Mayfield out there, so predictably their offense isn't going anywhere in a hurry. They have Christian McCaffrey out there um, who is healthy so far. 
Vegas thinks that New Orleans is the favorite in the game. The Saints are a three-point favorite. ESPN's um, football power index says this is closer than a toss-up state for an election. They say the Saints have a 49.9% chance to win. Carolina has a 49.4% chance to win. And there's a 0.6% chance that the game ends in a tie. So Vegas thinks the Saints are going to win close. The computers think that it's anybody's guess. I tend to lean towards the computers a little bit on this one. Um, Carolina's 0-2, and I think that they've got some ways and some weapons that they can maybe take advantage of New Orleans. I Saints are kind of beat up, dude. Like, they're kind of beat up. Alvin Kamara's still not practicing. He's still listed as questionable. We don't know if he's going to be able to go. He's got some some injury issues. Um Paulson Adebo still not practicing. Marcus Mays listed as, you know, maybe not being available. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Carolina's got some things that they could do that could hurt New Orleans. The one concern that I have with New Orleans' defense, as good as they are, if you throw short and to the edges, I think you could take advantage of their linebackers. We saw Atlanta do a whole lot of that. Just throwing short out to Patterson, tossing it out wide to Patterson. Mariota breaks contain, you know, get goes pick up a first down. That's the premise of the Carolina offense is doing stuff like that. Tossing it out wide to Christian McCaffrey, you know, doing things like that to try to hurt the opponent, stay ahead of the chains, keep possession of the ball. On the other side, I think that New Orleans should be able to have more success moving it against Carolina than they have. They got to start blocking better up front, though. New Orleans' offensive line is becoming a concern. I said throughout the preseason here, you could go back in the archives and you could listen. I said my number one concern was that this team in the preseason couldn't run the ball an inch. So far in the season, they're running it pretty well, actually. Actually, as a team getting 6.5 yards per carry, don't know why the Pete Carmichael's not relying on that more. But the one thing that they're not doing that is a concern is they're not protecting Jameis Winston at all. He's been sacked 10 times in two games was getting beat up on against Tampa Bay, was getting beat up on against Atlanta, and those inabilities to protect are the reason why he has the back issue that he's been dealing with, was he's getting torn to shreds. So I want to see on Sunday New Orleans close up that offense a little bit. So far this season, you've thrown it 74 times, you've ran it 39 times. And actually, it's probably closer to throwing it 77 times and running it 36 times because Jameis Winston has three carries on the year and all three of those were pass attempts, passing plays where he took off and ran and scrambled. And actually, you know, now that I'm looking at the numbers, it's probably closer to you threw it 87 times because the stats don't account for the 10 sacks, which are obviously pass plays. So you're throwing it like two and a half, three times more than you're running it. I want to see Carmichael stay true to the run game this week. I want to see New Orleans drive the ball into the teeth of the Carolina defense and say, we're jamming it down your throat. You're not going to stop us. Because until you could do that, you're going to always be limited offensively. And I'm not talking about putting Taysom Hill in and doing some gizmos and some gadgets. No, I'm talking about a true traditional running game where you're lined up, either under center or could be in the gun too, and you're handing it to your back and your offensive line is imposing their will on the game. I want to see them do that against Carolina. Carolina is a team that you can move the ball on. Go move it on them. 
Go move it on him. Control the game up front. Go move it on him. Then I want to see how Jameis Winston looks physically. Because at times against Tampa, he looked not good. You know, he's got the back issue, and that's going to end up just being a pain management thing. Maybe they learned something from Sunday about when the pain medication kicks in, when it wears off. Maybe they can handle that a little bit better. Tony Romo played with this exact injury whenever he was a Cowboy, and he played well. But he did also say that you had to learn how to handle your pain tolerance and how to handle, you know, just as I said a minute ago, when to take the dose of, you know, injection to kind of numb it down, when not to, how much was too much, how, you know, how little was too little. It, it, it's a kind of a, a checks and balances thing. And I think as the course of the year goes on, Winston will get better at that part of it. But if the Saints don't start blocking and protecting, that, that he won't be upright anymore for him to even be in play. So this is a big game, right? Like a lot of Saints fans are telling me it's not time to panic, and they're right. They're right. It's not. You're one and one. Your only loss is to maybe the best team in the NFC. It's not time to panic. But you're also in a position with the way your schedule is set up to where you can't afford to lose games to Carolina. Because, bro, after Carolina, you're playing the Vikings. That won't be easy. Then Seattle, hey, at home, you should take care of that. But then guess what? You got Bengals, Cardinals, Raiders, Ravens, Steelers, Rams, 49ers, Bucks, Falcons, Browns, Eagles. None of that's going to be easy. So right now, you want to be building your cushion a little bit. You want to be getting a couple games above 500, building up that cushion, knowing that there's a lot of fire coming up. You're walking down a road right now, and you're seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. It ain't light. It's a fire that's coming up as you're about ready to be walking through NFL schedule hell. Because New Orleans' middle portion of their season is brutal. Where after they get through that Seahawks game in three weeks, every single week for the rest of the season, they're playing an opponent that could be favored to beat them. So we'll keep our eyes on that. We'll see how that goes. But New Orleans has a big one coming up against Carolina on Sunday. A game that they really, really have to take care of. You can't afford to miss layups when you're facing the schedule that New Orleans is facing. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to B.J. Young, South Lafouche High School. We'll talk some Tarpons football with the ball coach. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back, too. Your good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. 
There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a Top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We go to the recess halls at South Lafouche High School, which heck, could be an interesting place as we learned last Wednesday. BJ Young's on the phone lines now. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well, man. How are y'all? I'm doing great, man. You guys have a district contest with South Terrebonne on Friday night. It's a matchup against an opponent that's 0-3, but they've been really close. They could just as easily be 3-0. and What are some of the things you're seeing on film with the Gators? Yeah, look, they, they I think they might have a... Um, you know, a large margin when you combine all the games, maybe not, maybe you know somewhere between seven to nine points. So it's coming down to the wire. Um, every game they end, um, good scrappy football team. Uh, I, I think they kind of get after people a little bit. They do things right. Um, they got a superstar in number six. He kind of does it all. He he runs it. He plays quarterback. He's in the slot. He catches it. Um, looks like they try to get him the ball often, which is um, which is dangerous, man, because he made plays on everybody that they played so far. This week, how have the kids been, man? You guys lost a tough emotional game against Central Lafouche. You've now had a couple of practices since then. What's the mood and the vibe been like? Yeah, um, we talked about it a little bit. Saturday was rough, you know, um, but but we over it. You know, it's on to the next one. You know, that's just one game. Um in a season, in a young season at that, there's seven weeks left to be played, and there's a big one in a few days. So uh, we're getting after it a little bit, you know. Um, went back to uh, to the drawing board, I guess you could say. Uh, I think we talked about this, too, is watching the LSU game. You know, you fix problems, not people. So we address some problems that, that, we, that we, we need fixed, and it needs to be fixed ASAP. And uh, made some changes, man. And... Uh, they 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 taking it in stride and uh you know I, I think I think we had two two good days of practice so we got we got to get this one into and have another you know good day mentally with, with no with no bust and you know it's the last work day of the week so everything's got to kind of be sharp by by today 
You told us on After the Lights on Friday that Carson Ogeron would be, as you said, very questionable. Do you have an update on, you know, how he's been feeling? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a week-to-week deal. You know, um, he's walking on it a little better. Uh, you know, we got, we got Mactic ready to go just in case. But, um, yeah, it's week-to-week. You know, uh, I was, you know, Ryan kind of thought it was worse, worse, a lot worse than what it was. You know, I, I didn't sleep for two days, so. I told Ryan, thank you for that, you know, but um, no, it's, it's nearly, not nearly as bad as we thought it would be. And uh, he's in treatment and stuff like that. And uh, we'll play it by ear. If it were to be Mac under center on Friday, what are, <clears throat> excuse me, what are some of the things he does well? What are some of his strengths and what, you know, where are some, I know you've been saying throughout the summer, Hey man, we're comfortable with him. What are some of the things he could do to help the team win? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, comfortable with him. Um, he, he, he's a great, he's a great passer. Um, very accurate with the ball. Not much rattles him. He know he, he knows the system. You know he's been here since the spring, um, and then he's uh he's led the team. You know before Carson got here, and I felt comfortable where he was. He um I think he extends the play when he needs to. He's steady looking downfield to make a pass when he breaks out of the pocket. He uh, not much rattles him. Um, now. At the end of the day, he's a freshman, you know, so he, he's going to make mistakes, and, and that's okay. You know, that's okay. Um, but but we do, man. Look, and I told him the other day at practice, hey, he had a great uh, Monday and Tuesday. And, um, you know, I told him that I, I, I speak on behalf of everybody, you know, that, that we're we not worried about him. There's bigger fish to Friday than, than Josh Mack. If, he, if he's the guy, you know, pulling the trigger Friday, um, he's going to be all right. Defensively, you guys have been giving up some big ones lately, man, like some big 40, 50, 60-yard plays. What's happening on those? Is it, you know, a bust? Is it a communication issue? Like, what's happening that's allowing those guys to get so much green grass? Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you, our, our, our deal is, as a defense, is we got to get people before they get going because um, I, I think we have one kid who runs under a 4-9, you know, on the defense. So we have, we have to hit him before he gets going. So we had opportunities Friday to make a tackle at the line of scrimmage, um, and we didn't. And once guys like that get out, you know, they, they, we, it's hard for us to catch them, you know. And um, but but I, but I think so, you know we're doing a better job uh, of it. I think we get, and I mean it. I think we're getting better every week at it. Um, and that's all you can do, man. You know, you get better every week. You get better every day. You know. Um, and, and and we are, you know, we, look, there's one coming in that we got to go play Friday, number six. He, he he's gonna be the best player we played so far, um, but by, by far, he he's uh he's legit, and um, so we have to do a good job of keeping him at bay. Uh, if they beat us, they have to beat us another way. We can't let six, you know, have 300 yards, right? Um, if we do, it's gonna be a long night. We have to do everything we can to take him. Uh, we're not, you're not going to take him out the game because he's too good, but we got to do a good job of limiting uh, the damage that he does. So if if your quarterback is out, and you don't have to give me the names or any any particulars, but do you guys have a backup heavy package? Because Ogeron was the running back there. Do you just put another kid in that spot, or do you just not call it as often? Yeah. You know, how, how do you man- you manage that? Yeah, look, I probably I probably wouldn't look for it too much. You know, um, we're already doing a lot of stuff right now to try to fix issues. And, um, you know, the, the old rule of thumb is if you put something in, you take something out. 
and um, we we putting some stuff in. So I, I probably wouldn't look for, for for the heavy package too much, just because we'd have to get another guy in there learning that that as well. When that same kid is trying to learn the offense at the same time to be able to get in there and help us out. So uh, you know, I don't feel like it's fair um, to, to to the kids to, to to put that all on them in, in three days of practice. You know, so we uh, we. We kind of got together and figured out what we needed, what, what was needed to be addressed on 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 the offensive side and even side of the ball, and who can who can get it done. And they already having to learn a lot, so um, adding something else to the plate, probably not um, what you see much. And plus, man, to be honest, you know, last year was something we leaned on, and and we we would we would hit we would hit big ones. Right now, we just not, yeah. you know. So to um, to put in a whole another thing on a kid's plate for for, for an average of 1.4 yards a carry is probably not really smart on our part, so we'll probably just do away with it for right now. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, Jacob Curiel had two big ones to start the year, and then kind of, kind of was a little bit slowed down against Central Lafouche. Was that a coverage thing where they shaded some help there? Was, you know, you're just facing a great defensive back? And then also talk about, you know, when, when teams are doing something special to slow him down, you guys are hitting some other ones with some of the other receivers. You know, talk about that kind of that juggling act. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I think it was nothing that they did to, to take him out or if he had a bad night. Look, it's, I mean, you're looking at, you look at the elite in the NFL, right? Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, you know, those kids, those guys like that. I mean, Michael Thomas, there's quarters, uh, or games where they kind of just, they're not doing their normal what they're doing, right? It's just one of them, one of them days for whatever reason. You know, Friday night, it was a snap. You know, a lot of times we were trying to target him. You know, we chasing the snap around. So it just, for whatever reason, some nights it's just not, it just don't click like that. And, um, you know, you need other ones to step up and kind of, and kind of be there, you know? And, uh, but look, he, he is, I saw him this morning, you know, uh, look, we, we, we're going to, you're going to live and die. We're going to, we're going to live and die with the best players trying to get the ball. And, uh, he, he's, he's, a, he's one of our best players on the offense. There's no secret about it. You know, if you watch film, man. Number one, you got to take him out the game, and uh, but he's good enough to create plays. It's just Friday night, man. For whatever reason, you know, it just uh, didn't. It didn't. It wasn't his normal night. And but look, that happens to the best of them, and it's nothing that he did. It's nothing that you know happened. It's just sometimes, you know, maybe pressure came before he was the next look in the progression. Right? Pressure got to him. He had to move out the pocket, or a snap was bad, or. They roll the coverage to cloud it. They guess right, and he he running the out route to the corner, and you just can't get it to him. You got to go to your next progression. So, just a bunch of things that that can take place. But, um, yeah, man, he he's gonna be back. He's he's his normal self. There's there's nothing going on. Are the snapping issues mental? You think because man, it feels like, and you mentioned this on Afterlights. It feels like it happens worse at the most inopportune times. It almost feels like it, you know the, the kids saying to themselves, man, like don't screw this up, don't screw this up. Like it, it almost becomes like a mental thing after a while, doesn't it? Yeah, look, they had psychologists. They used to come when I was in Southeast and they talked, you know, and, and the main thing I remember them saying was if, if you keep saying don't do it or don't do the negative thing, the chances of it happening kind of increases. So now you're kind of at a bad, you're at a disadvantage because everybody who you put right there or everybody who goes in is like, man, I can't mess this snap up, right? So the only thing they're thinking about is a snap, whereas it, that should be like second nature. You know, that's like getting on a bike and riding it, so. Um, we have answers, right, for Friday. It just, uh, look, man, you can't play. I don't care who you are, how many points you average a week. If, if, you're, if you're playing three downs 
right? You only really got three downs to get a first down, right? Unless you go for a fourth down. If you if you're only playing two downs out of the four, every time they reset the change, um, you you at a like a legit disadvantage. Don't matter the play you call. Don't matter. I mean, it don't matter if you're playing out there with Warren Easton, right? If they only playing two downs out of the three given, they 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 at a disadvantage. And every time we reset the change, Friday there was a snap or two, you know, and um. So that that that's a problem that we need to fix, and, and we got some solutions to it. Where uh, that I, that I like, man, I feel comfortable with it. And um, and look, I'm gonna tell you, the, the kid has he's working his butt off. He must snap 100 balls Monday and Tuesday. And uh, look, we hadn't had any bad, you know, knock 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 on wood. So um, you know, it's business as usual, but there is an answer this, this Friday night because like that's on me, man. You know, that's on me. My dad called me, wonder what was going on. You know, because that's on me. That I, I can't sit there and allow, and watch that and allow that to happen and I not have an answer for it. And 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 that's over with. You know, um, there will be. Yep. Very good, man. Look, thanks so much for the time. Good luck Friday, bro. All right, man. Thank y'all. Yep. That is B.J. Young with South Lafouche. Uh, I love that last answer. That's on me. I got to get that fixed. You know, because we could sit up here and we could talk about. Oh, you know, they should be snapping it better. Or, you know, they tried three different kids and none of it worked out. And at the end of the day, you know, while it's easy to pick on the kid, the adults got to figure something out there offensively, right? And I get it. You know, it's not, not to say that it's bad coaching that, you know, they've had issues with that. I'm not picking on BJ. I'm just saying that I like the fact that he had these stones to say, bro, I got to get this fixed. We, as a staff, we've got to figure out how to get this fixed. And I think that they will. I think that they will. I don't know the status of Ogeron. I would... Maybe I know a little bit too much. Um, so I'll leave it at that. Um, I would look to see some Josh Mack today. Or and, or Friday, rather. I would look to see some Josh Mack. I'll leave it at that. Don't know if Carson will be able to go at all. But if he is able to go, he's going to be pretty restricted don't think that this is going to be something that's going to impact the rest of his season like they once feared, but I think that the Tarpons are going to be mixing and matching uh, and doing some different things under center this coming Friday night against a Gator team that, as BJ said, um, they're capable, man. They've got some really good players, some really good talent, and we'll see how it shakes out. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Taylor Griffin. We're going to chat with Turtle about all kinds of stuff. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Bent's RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Bent's RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bent's RV to experience a Top 50 dealer or visit us at Bent'sRV.com. 
pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit TGHealthSystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. It's Wednesday, it's 12-15, so that means it's time to go to our broadcast partner for South LaFouche High School Basketball, which, heck, I'm looking at the calendar. It's September 21. We're actually right around the corner from that, believe it or not. Taylor Griffin's on the line. Turtle, good afternoon, buddy. What's up? Hey, hey, how's it going over there? Good, man. Look, we were just talking during the commercial break off the air. You're fresh out of Houston. Go and watch the Astros play. We did a Major League Baseball segment yesterday. The Astros are really good, bro. What was it like being out there over at Minute Maid checking out the, a team that could potentially win the World Series? Oh, man, it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh Downtown Houston's a pretty sweet atmosphere when the Astros are on a roll. And, uh, man, it was a Saturday afternoon, uh, 6 o'clock game. So, you know, the crowd was in full force. It's pretty much a packed house. There's Everyone's in there in orange and blue gear. Uh, it was it was cool, man. It was it was a fun experience. And, uh, you know, didn't get the result we wanted playing against the, uh, the Oakland Athletics. But, you know, something I've never seen before, and I've been to a ton of Major League Baseball games. Astros started off with three home runs in the bottom of the first inning. You're thinking they're going to run away with it. Still lose 8-5, to five, but uh, all in all, man, it was, it was a fun trip. It was a cool game to be at. So let me ask you this. We talked about this earlier in the show. For those who are just listening or, or just tuning in, go back in the archives. I was talking about this earlier. Aaron Judge last night hit his 60th home run for the Yankees. And a lot of folks are treating this like history because we kind of discount Bonds and McGuire and Sosa. So, like, this is probably the cleanest home run chase that we've ever seen in the sport. 
the guy who caught the 60th home run ball was a young guy, heck, probably about 23, 24 years old from what it looked like in the picture, just gave the ball back. Like, he he got a signed hat, like a signed bat, and, like, yeah, that's it. Um, now, everyone on social media are, is kind of debating now. Some are like, oh, man, what a classy gesture. Others, like me, are saying, what a stupid gesture because you're holding something in your hand that's worth probably a hundred grand, and you gave it away to a guy who's a gazillionaire for nothing. And I think that that, that was a mistake. So, Taylor Griffin, I asked the question earlier in the show, if you were holding a piece of sports history in your hand, be it the 60th home run ball for Judge, be it Pujols' 700th home run ball, which may get hit in a couple of weeks, what's the prize, bro? How much does it take to get it back? <laughs> oh, I pretty much wait for Aaron Judge himself to say, name your prize. <laughs> and, um, we, uh, we go, and it's, it's going to be at least six digits. Now, look, that's me. That's me. That's 34-year-old me with a kid on the way. You know, I love sports memorabilia, but I love money also. Um, I do remember, now I don't know anything about the guy who was in this situation, but I do remember, I'll share a little story with you. When Mark McGuire was chasing his history and uh, everyone was glued to the TV for every Cardinals game, watching the McGuire-Sosa race, my dad told me, he said, if I ever would catch that ball, the only thing I would ask of Mark McGuire is just to play a little pitch and catch with me and you and spend some time with us. You know, that right there is heartwarming. It's a beautiful thing. It's cool. But uh, my dad was in a different position back then than <laughs> I am right now. So, uh, <laughs> you know. If I had it, and look, I'm not necessarily an Aaron Judge fan either. We loved Mark McGuire. Spending time with Mark McGuire back then, as much as we loved baseball back then, probably would have been extremely cool. But right now, if I'm catching Aaron Judge's ball, no, we're starting. It's got to be over 100000 It's got to be some life-changing money here. Well, the thing of it is, Turtle, and look, I agree with you, but you know, like the, the other folks are saying, oh, you know, you, that, that's selfish or whatever. But my, my thing is this. Aaron Judge is a free agent this offseason. A lot of folks are saying he's going to sign a $500 million deal. That's sock money to him. He could he could pony up a hundred grand or seventy-five grand. That's sock money to him. Oh, selfish. Who selfish? What? Right. Okay, so you have to go on Patreon. I'm a curse on the air if we keep talking <laughs> about it. No, really. Um this no. hundred grand especially if 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 he's no, I, I can't even I can't even put my words together right now. A hundred grand or more, like that's that's nothing. You absolutely right. sock money. I like that term. I'm gonna start using that. <laughs> that's that's. I can't believe people would complain that someone. You know, I paid my ticket just like everyone else to go to the game. Everyone knows the odds of getting a ball hit at you, whether it's foul, fair, home run, whatever. And then the fact that it's a superstar, the fact that it's a piece of history, he's chasing you know, quote-unquote clean history, whatever, that's a whole other discussion I'd be happy to have with you on another show. Um, no, like, it's it's worth something. Like, it's it's a lottery ticket. If you, you win the lottery, you're just going to donate it? No, you're going to keep it because it, you have to be selfish at that point, you know? like. Yeah. No, look, I agree, I agree with you. you. You touched on something there, though. What are your thoughts, dude? You you brought it up. Bonds and Sosa, McGuire, Clemens, Pete Rose. Should all them guys be in the Hall of Fame? I think yes to all of them. I think that if 
Okay, I'm glad to hear that. I think if we want to put like a little asterisk or make a Hall of Fame wing just for the steroid cheater, whatever, but they should be there. Pete Rose is maybe the best player in the history of the sport, and I think they're going to put him in after he's dead, which is, I think is a shame because he won't be able to see it. Bonds and, and Clemens and McGuire and Sosa. and Look, Taylor, we don't know a lot of the, the ones that we pick on are the home run hitters, right? But we don't know how many pitchers were juicing. And, and, and hey, guess what? It wasn't against the rules of baseball. They weren't testing for it. Dude, I don't know what kind of technology we're using right now, what kind of whatever people are using to get Because everyone's always a step ahead of the police. What? Test Aaron Judge. Look at that dude. He's a freak. There's got to be, there had to have been something at some point, whether it was straight up uh, uh, anabolic steroids injected directly into his behind or something else. There's an edge somewhere. Look at that dude. Now, look, I understand. That doesn't help your hand-eye coordination. That doesn't help your baseball skill. It just makes you strong, blah, blah, blah. Look, I I, I get it. I'm, I'm on the steroid side. Shoot them all up. Let's see how far they could really hit the ball. I'm all for that. I'm here for the entertainment. It's not to me. That's not cheating. Just let's roll, pop them all. But for, for people to argue and say that Aaron Judge is a clean record and it should be the only one that counts and nothing else counts. I mean, that's just BS, man. That's, there's there's no way. Yeah, no, no, I don't disagree. Now let, let's. No, talk some LSU football, bro. The Tigers get a big win against Mississippi State, and look, I got to tell you. Um, early it looked ugly. You're down 13 to nothing. You're not playing well. Your quarterback it looks like he just get, wants to get the snap, take off and run like a Wildcat quarterback. But the last 31 minutes of the game, because you remember you score right before half and then play the second half, the last 31 minutes of the game, you beat a good Mississippi State team 31-3 to and dominated. And I went on so far as to say yesterday, if there were a fifth quarter in that game, they would have beat him 45 to 16 or 48 to 16. Like this was getting worse before it got any better. LSU had this game by the throat by the time it was over with. It was really good to see a team make those in-game adjustments and just start kicking butt. Yep, yep. I'm with you on that, man. It, it's again, we still we have to give these people time. We have to give Jaden Daniels time. We have to give Brian Kelly time. We have to give this entire program, this entire organization, this whole team time to continue to learn each other and mesh and figure out these in-game adjustments and figure out what makes everyone go. And what we saw Saturday, it it's going to take a little bit of time. We have to be patient with them. We shouldn't be calling for Coach Kelly's head right off the bat. He, he seems to I mean, he's not there by accident. He's not there by accident. He's there for a reason. We have to give him time. We have to give Jaden Daniels time. And the fact that they were able to make these in-game adjustments so quick and so smooth and just be such a good, sound team on the field the rest of the game, as soon as it turned in their favor, I mean, that's a great sign. That's a great sign for Tiger football. It's a great sign for the coaching staff and all the players. I think we have a lot of positive to look forward to. You, you know what's crazy, Turtle, is look, you, you're doing this, and just about every name that you call out on Saturday is a guy who's an underclassman. Daniels is going to be back next year. You know, Perkins, the middle linebacker, making plays as a true freshman. The offensive line that kind of took over the game, 
There's two freshman tackles, two sophomore guards, and a junior center. The receivers are a little bit more experienced, but defensively you're brutally young. Like this right now is as this should be the floor. Everything else should be up from here. And I mentioned with Stan Gravois yesterday on our Terrebonne General Tuesday interview, this time next year, like when we go to September 21st, 2023, I don't think that the, the discussion is going to be, hey, is LSU going to win seven, eight games? I think it's going to be, is LSU going to make the playoff? I think that this will be a rapid one-off season thing, and then next fall, look out. Yep, yep, I'm with you on that. I've uh, got a lot of positivity flowing in that direction. I've got all the confidence in the world. These guys are going to figure it out. Under this leadership, these guys, they're going to, it's, 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 it's going to click. It's already starting to click. We're, we're watching it evolve right before our eyes. I, I think they're moving in the great direction and I'm with you next year. I mean, that's preseason top 15. Can they make a run? Will they make a run? What's actually going to stop them? That's, that's the discussion we're having next year in July. The Saints lose a tough one against Tampa Bay in the Dome. It was a game that could have went back and forth. There were turnovers on both sides. There was a brawl. Neither team really played all that well until the end when Tampa Bay kind of grabbed control. On one hand, you know it stinks to lose a game that you could have won at home. On the other hand, you lost fairly close to a Buck team that might win it all. What were your thoughts with New Orleans? Man, there's a lot of debate and discussion about Winston. He's struggling. He's hurt. He's got a broken back, whatever it may be. What are your thoughts watching the black and gold last Sunday? Man, I um, I still have confidence in Jameis Winston. I still like him as a player and as a leader. Um, a lot of people like to claim that he's he's immature and he's not ready and he's too wild and this and that. I mean, he's playing with a broken back right now, right? I mean, th- doesn't he have some, some yeah. major like? I mean, doesn't he have some cracked vertebrae or something? I mean, yeah. he's he's giving it his all. Um, I think it's almost to the point where it's it's almost the only selfish thing I have to say about him is he's got to be worried that he might lose his spot, so he's forcing playing through an injury, you know, masked as I'm doing it for the team when it's actually, man, my backup's good and I I gotta stay here and see if I could play injured. Like I don't I don't think he's playing hurt anymore. I think he's playing injured. I think it's time for him to get on the sidelines simply to heal and recover and come back 100%. Give Andy Dalton a shot. I don't think it's because Jameis isn't performing right. I, I think the dude's really hurt, and he he needs to, you know, he needs to just learn to let go here. But uh, as far as you know, the Saints overall, man, the defense looked really good at times. Uh, you know, there was a few flashes here and there on both sides of the ball that were okay, but. Overall, it was just kind of a down, bad, not entertaining Saints game. But, uh, you know, you're going to have those. There's always one or two every year that they just not themselves and nothing clicks. And, you know, yeah, it sucks that it was the, uh, that it was the first, the first game in the dome this year, but, uh, it's, it is what it is. They're going to live and learn and hopefully bounce back. I think that what you said a minute ago is I'll I'll carry that forward in a different direction. I think that Dennis Allen is going to be a little bit less willing to make a move because look, he knows in Oakland he was eight and twenty-eight, and this is his last chance. Like if the Saints go five and twelve, or like he doesn't have a long rope because he was eight and twenty-eight in Oakland. 
And I think because of that, he knows, like, I don't want to screw around with this quarterback situation too much because if I mess this up and I mess up the locker room, like, I think he wants that continuity desperately, and I don't think he's going to pull trigger on a move until Winston's like, bro, I can't go anymore, which, to your point, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But I think Allen's feeling a little bit of the heat of, dude, I, I got a 23% win percentage in my career. I got to win, and I got to win right now. You know what? That is an excellent point, and uh, my fault for not even thinking about the whole Dennis Allen part of the equation. But, yeah, you're right. I, I forgot he was a head coach. I forgot he has that horrendous record. But uh, you, you're absolutely right. I agree with you. That could be that could be a factor here, and it's it's win now or, or go find a new job. So that uh, – yeah, we can't we can't we can't exactly rule that out. That is a very important factor. LSU's taking on New Mexico on Saturday. No drama there. How much is LSU going to win by on Saturday? You think? LSU hosting New Mexico? Yes, sir. On Saturday, what time? Uh, Six thirty. They're a thirty and a half point favorite. Oh, don't tell me that. I don't want to guess it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, I think LSU. Probably punts their first drive, might even give up a field goal, and then you're gonna go fix yourself a snack. You're gonna go crack a beer. You're gonna go walk outside, and you're gonna walk back in. And oh my God, it's 35 to three, and it's not even halftime yet. That's kind of what I'm predicting, and uh, I don't see any reason for it to go any other way. And on the flip side to that, the Saints are taking on Carolina on the road. Um, that one's kind of a toss-up to me. Anytime you face an NFC South opponent on the road as they learned against Atlanta, will the Saints win that one or will it be another tough one for New Orleans? Oof, man, it's all it's all about Jameis and his back, man. This one I almost don't even want to predict it because I, I've seen – I've seen some really bad Saints years. I've seen some really mediocre Saints years where they got no business going on the road and, and staying close and competitive against a division rival, and, and they end up winning by three touchdowns. So who knows, man? This is an absolute coin flip. I, uh, I've got no reasonably educated prediction here <laughs> other than I hope we win. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yep. sounds like a winner, bro. Thanks so much for the time. We'll chat again next Wednesday, bro. Yep, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, we'll talk next Wednesday. And as always, go Tarps, and God bless America. Yes, sir. That is Taylor Griffin signing off in the way that only he knows how. Let's catch a break on play-by-play when we get back. You guys ask me a bunch of questions. I'll get them answered. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We're going to the, the mailbag in the next segment of the show. The music on the bayou, the all-new Ragin' Cajun 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Celebrating 75 years in business. Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. 
That's Danos. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control need you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also holding tank rentals and portable hand washing stations. Call Joe Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe Septic at viscom.net. Your brand new Galliano Fresh Market is now open seven days a week. Our team is ready to help make your shopping experience all that it can be. Galliano Fresh Market has been blessed to serve this community for over four decades. This family-owned supermarket understands the needs and values of this community. Whether it be the bakery, butcher shop, catering, produce, or shopping boat orders, you will find everything you need all under one roof at Galliano Fresh Market. Check out our weekly ads online at gallianomarket.com. Hollywood Hogan here. Jimi Hendrix rocking out on this Wednesday on play-by-play. It's time for one of everybody's favorite segments. That's our mailbag segment. If you've got a question for us, at Casey underscore Just Claire on Twitter. We're at Kaylee B Radio on Twitter. Just Claire Casey at gmail.com. Casey Just Claire on Facebook. However you want to get a question to me, figure it out. If you got my personal cell number, just text it to me, and I'll be happy to answer on the show. Question one, a listener wants to know, Casey, are the Cincinnati Bengals in trouble? Boy, it's been a rough start so far. Um, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Bengals are in trouble. Um, The Bengals don't block. The Bengals defensively are okay, but they're not as good as they were last year. And they're in trouble. Uh, I don't know how you keep Joe Burrow upright throughout the course of a season, given that he got sacked more in the playoffs than any other quarterback in NFL history. And you followed that up by allowing him to get sacked 
13 times in the first two games, they're in trouble. They are not going to be in contention in the AFC. They're already 0-2. You look at the schedule that lies ahead. Uh, the next several weeks are going to be tough. You're taking on the Jets on the road. You should get by that one. Dolphins, Ravens, Saints. I mean, you got big-time matchups coming up. You still got to play the Chiefs and the Bucks, and It ain't going to be easy for Cincinnati. I think they're going to be behind the eight ball. I think it's going to be just one of those years. But that's what you get whenever you have one need. This Bengals team had one need. They had to fix their offensive line. What did they do in the draft? First round, they got a safety. Second round, they got a safety. Third round, they got a defensive tackle. Fourth round, finally, they got an offensive tackle from North Dakota State. Who, let's go find him on the depth chart. He's starting at left guard, yeah. He ain't ready. He got blown up. You sign Leal Collins, it's trash. One of the guys commits the most penalties in the NFL. You had one need this offseason. Fix your offensive line. You threw a bunch of money at a guy who's overrated, and then you traded for, or not traded for, and then you drafted a guy in the fourth round from a small school that's likely not ready all the way to go. Congratulations. You know You get what you pay for. The Bengals' offensive line still is not any good. And, yeah, they're in trouble. They better figure this out in a hurry. Listener wants to know, Casey, if you were Dennis Allen, how would you handle the Saints quarterback situation? We kind of sort of answered this in the last segment with talking with Taylor. I think that Allen's feeling the heat. I really genuinely believe he thinks, dude, if I go 6-11, and 11, I might not get a second year, Right. Whether fair or not, I don't know if, if that's the thinking in New Orleans, but I could see where if I were 8-28 and 28 coming into this job, um, I would probably think that I don't have a whole lot of time, right? So I, I think that they're going to play Winston until Winston can't physically play anymore. But the question was, if I were Dennis Allen, how would I handle it? And to answer that question, I'm playing Andy Dalton and I'm playing him Sunday. Um and it's for everything that Taylor just said. I don't think Andy Dalton is better than Jameis Winston. I don't. I don't think that Andy Dalton um, is whenever both guys are healthy and both guys are playing to the best of their ability. I don't think Dalton is as prolific of a passer as Winston is. I think the locker room respects Winston more than they do Dalton just because of the continuity and everything that he's been there longer. But I, you got to look at the end game here. Is it more important to have Winston available for the final four games when you're facing Atlanta, Cleveland, Philly, and Carolina, and you may need to win all of them to get into the playoffs? Or is it more important to have them right now against Carolina? I would just give them a week or two to figure this thing out with the back. Now, they have all the medical information, right? And the fact that he's out there likely means he's not at much of a risk to get hurt worse. But pain tolerance issues, dude, that... That could flare up at any time. Back issues, that's not a part of the body to be messing with. And if you have Winston, who is just average, even when he's healthy, and now you're telling me he's going to be hurting and aching, and look, he didn't want to run on Sunday, which I think is another issue. I I don't know, man. I, I guess, you know, maybe I'll change my answer. I'll give him one more week. But if it still looks clunky and it still looks uncomfortable, at some point, you got to make a move. Listener wants to know, and I asked Taylor this in the last segment, I have a bet with a friend. Will LSU win by 30 or more points on Saturday? Yes, 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 they will. LSU is going to win 44 to 10. So, yes, they will uh, They will cover that 30-point line. If you were on the good end of the 30 points, I think you'll win the bet. If you're on the bad end of the 30 points, I think you're going to be losing a beer or a Dorito or whatever it was that was wagered there. 
Listener wants to know, Casey, looking ahead, who locally would be good in prep boys and girls basketball? Um, The regulars, right? HL Bourgeois is going to be really good for the boys. Ellender's going to be really good for the boys. On the girls' side, uh, Lady Tarpon's lost a whole lot. I don't know that we're going to see that dynamic first-round at-home playoff team from them, um, but I think E.D. White will be solid. Ellender will be solid. Um, Vanderbilt, of course, Vanderbilt and Ellen, they're going to probably be the two lead dogs locally. So we're going to have some good teams. We're going to have some playoff bound teams and, uh, actually can't wait for basketball. I love football and I love all the sports seasons, but for me, basketball is just kind of on its own level at the prep level, man, the atmosphere. And, you know, whenever you get two good teams in those gyms on that Tuesday or that Friday, you, you, you can't supplant that. That that's, that's a different animal. Listener wants to know, Casey, will South Lafouche have home basketball games this year? We've answered this one a couple of times, but I keep taking it and putting it on the list because it's such a fluid situation. Their home practice gym is going to be ready in the coming weeks. They got the roof fixed and they got a new floor. Now they're going to sand it down and get it all polished up, put the lines, everything. Their home practice gym will be ready in the coming weeks. The home competition gym is a mess. And it leans me to saying that they're not going to have it ready for the upcoming basketball season. And if they do, maybe just a couple games at the back end. They've got to put a whole new roof on that thing. And they got to start basically from scratch. So that'll not be an easy solution for the contractors and all the folks who are working. So I tend to say no. But with the caveat of if there is anything at home, it'll be at the very tail end of the year. But the majority of the games, and certainly when we start the season in November, December, that'll be back out at Central Lafouche again. Listener wants to know, Casey, I'm putting you on the spot. Will Kayshawn Boutte finish the season at LSU, or will he opt out? Um, Good question, and a question that, that's popular. It's been asked a lot. After week one, I would have said uh, there's not a chance that that um, that Boutte or Booty, or I'll call him Booty. That's what he wants to be called. Um, that, that Booty would have stayed the entire season at LSU. But I keep going back to that Southern game. I was, I was there. I keep going back to that Southern game. It's, it's six days after you lose the opener on that Sunday in the dome. And there's all this smoke and there's all this fire involving all, you know, he cleared out his Instagram. He cleared off his social media. He's about to opt out. I didn't see a guy who was about to opt out. I saw a dude who was on the practice field two and a half hours before kickoff, busting his ass to get ready to play a Saturday game. I saw a guy who, when the ball wasn't going his way, was blocking and doing a lot of the little things necessary to try to help the team win. Now, in that Southern game, they did actively try to force the ball to him at times, and he had a little bit of success, right? He had five catches, 42 yards. He had a long reverse run, 41 yards there. And then against Mississippi State, it wasn't quite as good. Three catches for 31 yards. I don't know how good his chemistry is with Jaden Daniels right now. Because look, and it's not a knock against Daniels, because I do think Daniels played well. And if not for him, I think LSU would have lost Saturday's game against Mississippi State. He kind of took over the game in the second half. But we all see the aerial shots. We all see the overhead views. Um, He's open at times. You know, he's not just jogging his route and then going to the sideline and get some Gatorade. He's running routes hard, and he is he's open at times, and they're just not throwing it to him. So I think one of the points of emphasis in practice this week, well, like when this is happening, we can't miss. 
When he's one-on-one and he's got a step, we've got to put it on him and we've got to put it on him on the numbers. We can't miss. And if LSU could get that part of their offense going, because right now they're moving the ball effectively and are having success and arguably their best player isn't playing well. If they could get that part of their offense going, look out. This could be a very dynamic and very explosive offense, even more so than what they already are. Listener wants to know, Casey, next question, uh, can anyone beat the Buffalo Bills in the NFL? Well, certainly in the NFL, right? You know, no one's invincible, right? And to tell me that like the Chiefs or uh, you know whoever, whichever behemoth you want to pick, Tampa Bay, uh, the Chargers, you know, the Eagles, Green Bay, the Rams, to tell me that on any given Sunday, just none of those teams could ever beat the Bills, that would be short-sighted, right? So certainly they could be beaten. Now, to take the question the other way, do I think they should be favored to win the Super Bowl? Absolutely. I think they have the best team, and I think they're the odds-on favors. Just look what they've done. They went on the road in the opener and beat the Rams like it was Alabama taking on Troy State, 31-10, to 10, like, like nothing. That game could have easily been 38 or 45-10. to 10. The Bills actually left some points on the field. Then you go Monday night and they they beat the Titans. Again, that's the Titans now. This is not, you know, a team that's used to being three and fourteen. The Titans are used to being around contention, being a forty-one to seven. And I, I talked about this yesterday. The thing that the Bills have that a lot of NFL teams are lacking is that they've got that college level Alabama style ability to just put a number on you in like three, four minutes. They have that ability to score, make you go three and out, get a long punt return, score quick, make you go three and out, force a turnover, whatever it may be. They've got that ability to score three, four touchdowns in 10 minutes. Not a lot of NFL teams have that explosiveness. The Tennessee game was a great example. The first half of that game was not a blowout. It was not a blowout. It was 10 to 7 at the two-minute warning. Then, before you look up in the middle of the third quarter, it's 41 to 7. They just went on a run and kept piling it on and scoring and scoring and forcing punts and forcing turnovers. They have that ability to go on surges that most NFL teams don't have. And that, to me, makes them the odds-on favorite. Last question, then I'll catch a break. Casey, you always have a hat on every time I see you. What's your favorite hat in your collection? Well, first off, I got about 300 of them, right? <laughs> and that's not an exaggeration. Well, it is an exaggeration. I probably got closer to about 150. Um but my favorite one is probably my black Nike Tiger Woods hat. I don't know why. It just matches everything that I'm wearing. I could always rely on it. Like if I'm going to a school game and I don't want to wear a certain color to show favoritism, I could always throw on my Tiger Woods hat. Uh, so that's probably my favorite one. Good question, though, and thanks for noticing. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I got three betting picks for you all. Then we'll wrap up the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. <laughs> 2022 is the summer of Tiger Rag Magazine. Tiger Rag. Pick up a copy of Tiger Rag Magazine and take LSU sports with you wherever your travels take you. I love this time of year. By the pool, at the beach, or wheels up to your favorite vacation getaway. It's the summer of Tiger Rag Magazine. This summer, best thing ever. Tiger Rag Magazine. On newsstands and connecting with you at TigerRag.com. 
The Cutoff Youth Center's Hurricane Festival is back and better than ever September 23rd through the 25th. The fair kicks off with music by Orange, followed by the Gordon Bradbury Band. Saturday's lineup is Ben Bruce and the Acadians, Rough and Ready, and music by Shorts in December. And on Sunday, it's no other than the famous Waylon Thibodeau. Enjoy pay one price rides, great Cajun food, auctions, craft boots, and a raffle drawdown for $6,000. Free parking and free admission. So join us for the Cutoff Youth Center's Hurricane Festival, September 23rd through the 25th. The other day, my friend said he saw a mosquito the size of a pool dew out near Dulac. Now, he may be exaggerating, but mosquitoes are back and swarming up and down the bayou. If you need help with mosquito control, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They have a number of ways to protect you from those blood-sucking mosquitoes. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here for you. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. A grade C is just average. A grade B, better. But an A? An A is excellent. And an A is what Thibodeau Regional earned for patient safety from the LeapFrog Group, a leading healthcare quality and safety organization. This A in patient safety is yet another confirmation of Thibodeau Regional's commitment to providing patients with the highest quality, safest care. What does the Weatherbug app tell you? My commute will be a doozy today. Pack my allergy meds. Lightning. Pick up a pizza, not a tennis racket. With more free map layers than any other weather app, Weatherbug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose Weatherbug. Maybe it's a commute to the couch day. Download the Weatherbug app today for free. Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an eighth grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for judge. Early voting begins October 25th and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks. All right, very quickly, we're up against it. It's play-by-play. Play. I'm going to get you your betting picks, and I'll thank our sponsors one more time, then we'll get out of here. I like the Yankees tonight, minus a run and a half. Money lines to take care of the Pirates. Um, I think the Yankees will be hitting and swinging and doing all the things that the Yankees do. The Pirates just don't have enough pitching to hold them down, so I like the Yankees there. I like a scoreless first inning between the Cubs and the Marlins. <clears throat> Both teams are throwing a pretty good arm. That's a huge park out there in Miami. Neither offense is very good. So let's do that. Uh, let's see. I also like this one, which is the White Sox to get a win, minus 135 run uh, money line, rather, against the Cleveland Guardians. Lance Lynn is throwing for Chicago. He's been much better this season. Um, as of late, he started off the year slow after having an injury, but he's come on strong. When the games have mattered the most, I think he is going to pitch well against Cleveland, much like he did the last time he pitched when he held them to just two runs in six and one-thirds innings. So let's go ahead and, and thank our sponsors one more time for allowing us to be here. It's been a good show. I want to thank Taylor Griffin and B.J. Young for the time. also want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation. 
Bent's RV, located on Highway 90 in Bouti, Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Reminder, join us Saturday for the Sports Corner, 10 o'clock for... Presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravois and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports. From all your local sports experts, that's presented by Terrebonne General Health System, sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. Also a reminder, join us Friday night, varsity football coverage, pregame 6.30, kickoff 7 o'clock, South Lafouche taking on South Terrebonne. Broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Form Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and then also Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. After the game goes final, after the lights, presented by Grand Isle Shipyard, Coach Brian Kale and I will be talking about all the local results in the area, high school, football, we'll preview a little college and pro, and also we'll have our middle school segment where we'll recap and break down everything that we saw from some of the middle school action this week. Head Coach Kale was at the LCO EDY game last night, saw firsthand that battle. We'll be breaking that one down uh, after the Tarpon football game goes final. Hopefully Big Blue will be able to find a way to get a big win on the road. That's it for me. Tomorrow we've got a whole lot of sports talk coming. I'll try to line up some coaches and we'll talk about and preview some of these high school matchups, dig a little deeper into some of these college matchups, and uh, have a whole lot of fun. It should be a good show as always. This is Casey Jisclair wrapping up. Have a wonderful rest of the day, everybody. Stay dry, stay safe, all that good stuff that we usually tell you. God bless. We'll be back the same time tomorrow here on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.